there are so many things that can happen when you're out there. As you know, it might be a vehicle breakdown. It might be, you know, something as minor as a sprained ankle or something more serious. But everything is kind of serious when you're remote. That was Mara Schoen, president of Roadpost, the company that makes Zolio, a new satellite communication device that you can use anywhere on the planet. I'm Wade, your host here at the Guy GPS Off-Road Podcast. And I'm very happy to be joined by Mary Kokenauer, who produces both the Off-Road Podcast and the Out and Back Podcast for Guy GPS. Mary is also a professional backpacking guide, a backcountry skier, and a mountain biker. Hi, you know, Wade, we all go in the backcountry in different ways. I mean, you go on four wheels. I like to go on two feet. But once we're out there, we all have the same basic needs, shelter, water, food. And sometimes we need to have a way to communicate with the people back home. And I know I like to check in with my family to let them know I'm safe. And I mostly travel solo on my overland adventure. So it's always good to know that I can call for help in an emergency. And that's why I'm excited to be talking to Morris today. I mean, Morris has been involved in the satellite communications for decades, from satellite phones to text messaging devices. So he's here to answer all our questions about how they work and what happens whenever you press that dreaded SOS button. And it's good timing because if you're in the market for a satellite communication device, Zolio is having a killer sale right now. From November 12th through November 30th, you can pick up a Zolio device for only $149. Just go to www.zolio.com. That's www.zoleo.com and then click the where to buy button to find a retailer in your area or pop on over to our show notes in the Gaia GPS blog for a button that will take you to the sale. And while you're there, nothing pairs better with the satellite communication device than Gaia GPS. With hundreds of maps and offline navigation, Gaia GPS helps you get away from the crowds. And right now, you can get a discount on a premium membership. Just go to GaiaGPS.com slash podcast for 20% off. All right, Wade. So here we go. Morris Sean, president of Zolio. Well, welcome on the show, Morris. Thanks for coming on. We're super excited to talk to you today about satellite communication, which has really become an essential safety tool in the backcountry these days. Can you tell us a little bit about Zolio, what it is? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you, Mary. Thank you, Wade. Really appreciate this opportunity. So Zolio, well, Zolio, the company, is actually a joint venture between Roadpost, which I also run. Uh, we're based in Toronto, Canada and Seattle, Washington. And Zolio is a joint venture between ourselves and Beam Communications of Melbourne, Australia. Between the two of us, we have decades of experience, really, in the satellite communications and personal messenger um, space. And so Zolio is a personal satellite communication device with all the capabilities of texting written messages from the backcountry. Is that how that works? Yeah, basically that is correct. So the Zolio satellite messenger, we brought it to market about 18 months ago. It is a very compact device. It has an SOS button and a check-in button on the device itself. It operates on the Iridium satellite network. You pair it with your smartphone via Bluetooth, and you can then use the phone to message back and forth, just like you do with any other messaging app that you might be used to. And of course, in case there is an emergency, you can declare an SOS and, and get help. We started off with GPS in the Iridium network, and 
And we've slowly gone through a series of different devices that for folks like Mary and I, they're in the backcountry a lot. I assume Zolio is an incremental increase or maybe a next generational type device in that evolution. Well, we like to look at it that way for sure. But I think there are a, a few different devices there and each of them have a little bit of a different angle. I think what we were trying to do with Zolio is two things, and I guess they're related. Number one is a strong focus on the messaging part of it. So a lot of the other devices are coming more out of the GPS space. What we saw is that the existing devices weren't providing their customers with that sort of intuitive, fully functional messaging experience that people have come to expect from their smartphones. So that was one focus. And the other thing was that you guys know this well, but sort of that GPS type functionality, um, the tracking, the route planning, um, all of that, people are relying on their smartphones more and more, and you don't necessarily need a standalone device to do that. So really, Zolio is intended to complement those other apps that people might be using for other aspects of their outdoor adventures and to sort of do um, smartphone satellite messaging as well as um, Gaia does <laughs> GPS on your smartphone. Morris, you mentioned that you've been in the satellite communication world for some time. Tell us how you got started in that. Sure. So, I mean, actually, um, Roadpost, my company, we just celebrated our 30th anniversary 10 days ago. Um, we originally started in what? the mobile. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a long time, but it's been a great road. Uh, we were originally um, in the mobile phone business back in those days. You wouldn't remember this for sure. Um, not that many people had cell phones. So we started out renting cell phones to people and for events. Even if you had a phone, it might not work if you were traveling across the country or over to Europe. So that was how our business started when Iridium launched their satellite network about 20 years ago, I'm going to say. We engaged with them and became an Iridium partner. Uh, it seemed like a natural extension for our customers who were traveling over to different places. And over time, you know, uh, no one needed to rent a cell phone anymore. Satellite phones really became where we focused. Um, we became involved with the original inReach device when Delorme was developing it. We, we helped um, with certain parts of the back end and we became the um, master Canadian distributor for inReach. That's going back, I'm thinking about 10 years or so. I have a Delorme inReach and so do you, Wade, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually have one of the original ones that has Delorme across the top. I'm actually leaving on a trip uh, right after this for about two weeks and it rides in my truck, in my yeah. backpack, everywhere I go. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, so Garmin obviously bought Delorme four years ago, I think. And our relationship in terms of the distribution in Canada ended at that point, and we were really looking for where there were gaps in the marketplace where we could leverage sort of our experience and, and our particular expertise. You talked about the Iridium network. Can you kind of explain what that is? You mentioned it came around 20 years ago. What was going on before that? So before that, okay, I'll try, I'll try and explain it in layman's terms, which is pretty easy because I'm a layman, but basically we had uh, the satellite constellations prior to that, or the satellite systems were what are called geostationary satellites. So they're parked pretty high above the earth over a specific spot on the equator. So any satellite device that you're using needs a big antenna because it's, the satellite is far away 
lots of power and needs to be pointing towards the equator. Iridium and, and a couple of other systems, including Global Star, came along, and they are low Earth orbit systems. So they have multiple satellites. In Iridium's case, there are 66 satellites that are constantly orbiting the Earth at a much lower altitude, which means you can have portable devices, and also means that the coverage in Iridium's case is literally global. Yeah, and I can attest to that because I guided a round of trips this year in the Brooks Range of Alaska, which is above the Arctic Circle, and tested out the Zolio and had fantastic connectivity with the satellite constellation. So I can attest that even in the farthest corners of the Earth, you can reach satellite and communicate back home wherever you are. Like it's sort of magical in a way. Yeah, I think, Wade, I mean, you and I have been traveling in the backcountry long before cell phones. And I mean, I'm sure you can remember the times where you went out and you didn't have any way to communicate Basically, home. you know, you, you go out and you tell them you're going to be back at a certain time and the other thing is they don't have a way to communicate with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, even if we had things back then, it, a lot of times it was one way. So, you know, one of the great features of the more modern devices like Zolio is if something, if I'm out, I don't have to worry. If something happens back home and they need me back, I can get that message uh, wherever I am. So it's, yeah. uh, it's come a long way since those, uh, those early days. So I think you're touching on an interesting point there, actually. What we find with Zolio, and I think in the, the personal messenger space in general, is that the device is just as much for the person back home as it is for the person out on the field or on their adventure. A lot of times people just want that comfort that they can get in touch with, with their loved one or whoever it is in case something happens. And, and it's security, really. It's security and safety in both directions. Yeah, I was in uh, the vicinity of Yellowstone for a couple of weeks, and my mom was under the impression that cell phones worked anywhere in the universe. So she kept trying to call me and, and didn't get me because there wasn't a cell tower within God knows how many miles of where I was. And so whenever I finally got in uh, back in reach, I get this first message, hi, you know, give me a call. Second one, well, you haven't called me yet. What's going on? And over the next 10 messages, it got more frantic and more frantic and more frantic. So right. that's uh, definitely solved the mom problem uh, with being in the backcountry for sure. <laughs> Now, we talked about uh, worldwide coverage with Zolio and the Iridium network. I know that there has to be some limitations with satellite communication. Sure. So I think the key limitation is that generally you need to be line of sight to the satellite. So what that means is that if you're indoors... You know, your device um, clearly is not line of sight to a satellite. A message will not be able to get out or may take a long time to get out, depending where you are. If you're near a window, um, it may just take a longer time, but I wouldn't count on it. You should really count on being line of sight to a satellite. Uh, also means if you're outdoors in a deep canyon, let's say, or under very, very heavy tree cover, generally your messages will get out. But again, it might be delayed because you may need one of those 66 satellites to be passing, you know, in that limited view of the sky that you have from wherever you are. I think I've actually experienced this in the mm -hmm. Sierra, you know, here huge giant trees. We were deep in one of the canyons. Um, that makes sense. You have to be able to see the sky so it can communicate with the satellite. So yeah. if you had some advice for people, would you just say, you know, try to get to a high spot or get a clearing of trees? 
Yeah, I think it's, um, did your message eventually get out? Eventually it did, yeah. So I guess it depends how important the message is. But the first thing I would say is make sure that you're orienting your device properly. So with the Zolio, the antenna is sort of what we call a flat panel antenna. It's across the top of the device. So you want the device to be face up. That would really help. And then if you're still having trouble, yes, get to where you can see as much open sky as possible. One thing that I find really interesting about the Zolio is your uh, messaging is not just based on the Iridium network. You have multiple ways uh, of sending a message out, and the device actually figures out the best way to do it. You want to mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah. And, and when I was um, sort of talking before about how the gap we saw in the market was on the messaging experience, and we were looking to make that as seamless as possible, this is one of the key things. So when you send a message using the Zolio app, it will first um, try and determine if there is a cellular or Wi-Fi network available, and if it is, it will send it over that, and that's a free message, and obviously it's also very fast and uh, leverages the strengths of those networks. So in the overlanding space, People are in and out of cell coverage a lot, I would think. So really, that makes your sending and receiving of messages much more seamless. Um, And also, to the extent that you're not using up your satellite messages, less expensive. So it's much more economical. What it also means is, you know, a lot of times people have periodic use of these devices. So I'm headed out for for an overlanding trip for a week. I'm I'm on a hike for four days, whatever it is, and then I'm back home and I'm turning that device off. Some of the people you are corresponding with may still send you a message or two. If you're not in satellite coverage with the device on pointing outside, you're not going to get that message generally. But with Zolio, since it works over cell and Wi-Fi as well, you're going to get it and you'll see that message in the app. So your mom will sleep better at night. So you mentioned that basically messages over cellular and Wi-Fi don't count against your plan. Is that correct? That is correct. They would really just use the data of whatever your cell phone plan is. One thing I should mention also is we're expanding that functionality. So right now, that cell and Wi-Fi message transmission applies to just regular messages. But coming up in a month or two, I think, also the check-in messages, when you press that check-in button, that will also go over cell and Wi-Fi if available, as well as SOS messages. Excellent. Well, so great. this check-in message, tell us about that. That's just like a preset message that you can press a button and it'll send the same message over and over? Yeah, exactly. It's basically an I'm okay message. You can choose to include your location or not. That's a setting um, within the app. And essentially that's to allow you to let someone know periodically kind of, I'm okay, I'm here, I press the button, don't worry about me. And again, that goes back to um, sort of the safety use of these devices, right? People just wanting to know that that you're safe and okay. So, you know, satellite communication, you know, everybody thinks about the SOS feature, pressing that button and getting help and rescue right away. But there's there's more to the device than just that. There's personal messaging with people back home. Also, there's a function for location share. What is that function? Um, the location share plus function, that's something that we introduced about two months ago through a software update. 
Basically, that allows you as the user in the field to send out track points with your GPS locations at periodic intervals that you can choose, whether every 12 minutes, every hour, every four hours. The person on the other end um, receiving it, or you can send it to multiple people, um, on their Zolio app, they will receive those track points and they can see a map with the route that you've taken as well as your last location. So we're, we're finding people are using that for multiple reasons. Number one, it is a safety feature in a sense. If something were to happen where you could then not communicate, there would be others who would know where you last were. And then also there's almost a social element to it where, you know, you're on a, a trek, you're in some remote place. It's very cool for people back home to see where you are and to follow along with when that. When you're out like that, and let's say we're using that trek feature and you're on a multi-day, uh, maybe multi-week backpacking trip, what's the battery life like for Zolio? Well, the battery life, our rated battery life is 200 hours, which we're very proud of. So that is more than seven days, I guess, if I have my math right. And that's um, checking for messages every 12 minutes. The device checks the satellite network for messages every 12 minutes. You can extend beyond that if you're turning the device off at night, if you're checking for messages less frequently. Location Share Plus obviously will use the battery to an extent, but... It's multiple days for sure that you can get off a single battery charge. In Alaska, I had probably 10 days worth of battery using just simple messaging and turning the device off at night when I wasn't using it. So it does last a long time. Yeah, that's great. So I got to ask yeah. you, Wade, I know you've been carrying around a SATCOM device for a while. Have you ever had to press the SOS button? Have I personally ever pressed the SOS button? Yeah. No, uh, not for me. I was part of a rescue one time and they, we did not have a device like this. It was a good ways back. We were doing a raft trip down the uh, Colorado River and about the fourth or fifth day, we had a one of our little bit older passengers on the trip. Got dehydrated, rambled off from camp in a, on a kind of hot afternoon, wound up not coming back. Took a couple of hours to find her. She was non-responsive at the time. We had a, uh, an emergency room doc and a couple of nurses with us just by happenstance, but we had a sat phone. The crew did. Uh, they got a call out for a rescue chopper. We actually built a landing, a helicopter landing pad. She passed away on the chopper and they re uh, resuscitated her and got her into Flagstaff to uh, the emergency room there and she lived. But without that ability to communicate, that outcome would not have been the same. Yeah. yeah, that's an incredible story. I did press the button one time on a SATCOM device. I was coming around the bend on a trail in Montana, and right in the middle of the trail is this man with a clearly broken and disfigured leg. And so I pressed the button and immediately started communicating with, I'm not really sure who, <laughs> but eventually the search and rescue crews from the local sheriff's office were at the scene. We were a little ways back away from the trailhead and shortly a helicopter came from Billings and scooped the guy up directly to surgery to repair that leg. So that was another good outcome. I'm sure, Morris, you have a lot of stories about Zolio helping people out just in its short 18-month life so far. Do you have any you can share with us? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you you touched on one where you 
you came upon a third party basically and were able to help them using your device. We had one recently that was similar in that sense. Uh, a woman who was a, a Zolio subscriber was her and her party were visiting some ice caves in British Columbia, uh, I believe in one of the provincial parks. So it was a hike in, I think a couple of hours into the, the ice caves. When they were there, they saw another party who were visiting the caves, you know, sort of said hello, went on their way. They were headed back down out of the ice caves when they heard a really loud noise behind them. They went back to see what happened, and it turned out that the ice caves had collapsed on this other party of three or four people. So, you know, they, they located one or two of the people, pressed the SOS button, and were able to communicate using the two-way messaging with the emergency response center and SAR came and I think uh, uh, helicopters and were able to get all of those hikers who are involved in that to safety. So uh, a very good outcome. We have had a lot of those. Can you run us through what actually happens when you press that SOS button on the Zolio device? Sure. So basically what happens is that the Zolio device, you can press it either directly on the device or on the app if you're connected via Bluetooth. It will send an SOS message along with your GPS location to our third-party emergency response center who are called GEOS and who have tons of experience with managing incidents all over the world, really. GEOS will attempt to connect with the actual person who pressed the SOS button, message, determine what the nature of the emergency is. Sometimes they may be not be able to connect with that person. They will also contact the SOS contacts that, that the Zolio user has designated, and they will get in touch with the first responders for that area to send the appropriate resources, given the nature of the situation. And there's so many different reasons that people press the SOS button. It's actually amazing the variety of, of situations that you see. What would happen if uh, some person accidentally sat down on their device and pressed the uh, SOS button? Is there, is there a way to unpress that button? Wait, yeah, I I think you're making fun of me right now because you know that that happened with with me once. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, Morris. Tell him. The RSOS button has a safety cover on it, so I, I don't know what happened there. But <laughs> yeah, it wasn't with the Zolio device. Yeah, but yeah, the short answer is that we do see a lot of accidental presses. We see people pressing the button because they are just testing the device and and don't realize um, <laughs> that that's going to set a whole chain of events in motion. We have sorry, just to sidetrack for a second, we do offer people do want to know that the device is going to work um, when it counts, obviously. So we do offer the ability for our users to schedule a test with the emergency response center where they can go through as if it were a real emergency, but, you know, without the helicopters arriving. Is there any type of an audible tone whenever you press the SOS button to let you know that you, you did it? Oh yeah, like yeah, the whole uh, the whole unit is going to start flashing, red lights twirling, um, noises. <laughs> you, will know, you will know that you press the SOS, um, and there is uh, you can cancel that SOS from the um, app. That's quite apparent how to do it, or from the device by by 
pressing um, on the button for a certain length of time. We have instructions on the back of the device, obviously telling you what everything means, but you should know that you've pressed that SOS button. Just, you know, for us who find a way to defeat all the safety devices and just accidentally do things like that, that's really good to know. Yeah. From experience, I remember a countdown to the effect of like, do you really want this to happen. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 cancel, cancel, cancel. Oh, yeah, hilarious. Exactly. Um, well, you know, yeah, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting thing because these devices obviously have proliferated since um, Global Star introduced the first of them, which was the spot device over 10 years ago now. And so the, the SAR agencies and first responders are getting many, many more alerts than they ever had to. And especially with initially the devices were one way, they would declare an SOS, but you'd have no way to communicate with the user to see what the emergency was or if indeed it was an emergency. So, you know, we're constantly getting feedback from SAR agencies and first responders and, and looking at ways to <laughs> make sure that when an SOS goes out, it's a legitimate SOS. Because, you know, if, if they're responding to something, to a false SOS, then that's a danger to other people out there. Do you have any funny stories about people pressing the SOS when maybe they really shouldn't have? Like when their dog ran out of water? <laughs> did that actually happen? Tell us. And yes, that did happen. <laughs> no, really? That did yeah. happen? Yes. <laughs> so we what have, else? Uh, dog run out of water. I don't know. Generally, you know, kids getting a hold of it. That's another good one. The kids getting a hold of it and pressing the SOS button, you know, but just to see if it works is, is the one that is um, the most common for false SOSs. I, I think the rule of thumb should be like, can you get out yourself? You know, if you, can you get out of yeah. that wilderness or that situation yeah. on your own? Can yeah. you evacuate the area yourself? And if yeah. not, maybe yeah. then you should start consider <laughs> SOS mm -hmm. button. For sure. But one of the things is that, you know, we have had situations, for example, where someone has gotten lost um, and pressed the SOS. Obviously, they were not a Gaia user, but... <laughs> Yeah. So the emergency response center is not necessarily um, going to the most dramatic um, extent and sending out a helicopter right away. They can also, in a lot of cases, just talk you out of your situation without deploying additional resources. Well, true. Now then they know where you are and they've got access to maps so they can say, yeah, if you, exactly. if you can figure out which direction north is, let's go from there. Yeah. So, so some of these recoveries obviously can be pretty intensive uh, and expensive. Uh, who pays for the cost of a recovery once uh, Geos sends folks out to, to rescue you? Yeah, there's no, no hard and fast rule there, although I would say that you know, that's really up to the responding agency, um, whether they charge or not. Generally in North America, we find that um, there is no charge for rescues, especially for legitimate rescues. In some other parts of the wor world, it might be more common. That ends up being, you know, honestly, between the user, the device user, and the responding agency. But I can't say we've heard of many, if any, cases where our subscribers were charged for, for an emergency response. That's great. Is there an insurance for folks who are maybe traveling outside uh, of North America? Is, because we have a lot of overlanders that are world travelers, essentially. Yeah. Is there some type of an insurance program that they could uh, 
check into? Yes, we don't offer anything directly, but there are third parties like Global Rescue who offer insurance for you know people who are doing these types of activities. Can you get a weather forecast uh, based on the location that you're in via Zolio? You can. That actually is um, one of our more popular features. I mean, if you're looking at our features overall, messaging is by far the thing that people most use it for. But check-in is extremely popular. Tracking is becoming more and more popular since we launched it. And a lot of people find the weather feature to be quite indispensable, especially when you're in mountains or other geographies where weather can change quite quickly. So we are partnered with Dark Sky, which is one of the leading weather providers. And, you know, kind of at a touch of a button, you can get um, a detailed weather forecast um, for where you are. One of the enhancements that we're looking at for the future is to be able to get a weather forecast for where you're going, as opposed to where you are now. <laughs> so we expect, uh, we expect to have that um, at some point soon. That sounds like a really good idea. What yeah. about communicating with other satellite communication devices in the field? Can you communicate from Zolio to Zolio? Say you're hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail or the AT or something where there's no service and you want to get in touch with another hiker that's maybe hundreds of miles away also without sure. service, but you know that they have also a satellite communication device. Can you use it to communicate with others in the field? You can. Maybe this is a good point to take a step back and look at how the Zolio communicates or, or the means that it supports. So there's three types of messaging that Zolio supports. When you, when you activate your Zolio, you will get a dedicated mobile number and email address for your Zolio device. So that means you can communicate and give out those addresses to, you know, really to anyone who has the capability to send an email or send an SMS and that will reach you. That is different from some of our competitors where you need to wait for, for them to send you a message and then you can reply to it. There's no address that they can give you. So that's number one, number one and two, I should say. And then number three is app to app. So if the person on the other end has a Zolio app, whether they're using a Zolio device or not, they might just be back at home, you can use app to app messaging and your Zolio app will automatically detect if the other person has a Zolio app. That gives you the benefit of longer messages, so up to 960 characters as opposed to the usual 200 or so characters, and also delivery receipts. If you have someone with another Zolio 100 miles away, you can communicate with them quite seamlessly. If you have someone with any other device, they can communicate to your email address or SMS number, assuming it has the capability of, of reaching people through those means and vice versa. The longer mm -hmm. messaging really comes in handy. Yeah, we're seeing um, a lot of take up of that. People really love the app, app to app functionality for that reason, you know, the longer messaging as well as the delivery receipts. It's very seamless, and I think that's something quite unique for Zolio in, in terms of being able to do messages that are nearly a 1,000 characters for long. For our Overland users, I have devices mounted all over my Forerunner. Is there a uh, good mount out there now for uh, Zolio? Yeah, there is. We sell a kit that includes a RAM mount, essentially, so that you can, use, you can mount it close to your windshield and power cable and so forth. So... Uh, we're seeing a lot of take up of that in the overlanding community and other 
other in-vehicle uses and maritime uses. Hey, Morris, I'm I'm just curious. And what about the antenna on Zolio? Is it different from other competitors? It, it seemed really strong when I was, especially when I was north of the Arctic Circle this year, I was able to reach satellite at any point really quickly. You know, we haven't measured it specifically against our other competitors, but the feedback we see in reviews and from people who have used multiple devices is they feel that the Zolio device sends and receives messages quicker. Um, So I think uh, that does have something to do with the antenna, as well as just how the the software and the firmware is built. So where are y'all headed next? What's up next for Zolio? Hmm, lots of things, I hope. So, you know, we have multiple software releases and updates per year where we're adding new features, improving the UI, all sorts of different things. So I mentioned being able to send uh, check-in messages and SOS will leverage Wi-Fi and cell networks. You know, I don't want to disclose too much because we may have some competitors listening. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We're certainly starting to think about next generation devices as well. Now, Zolio is part of RoadPost. It's parent company. Does RoadPost also do other satellite communication like phone, sat phone? Yeah. I feel like I've yeah. seen something about that recently. Yes. So, well, actually, Zolio is a joint venture with Beam Communications. So RoadPost is a 50% owner of Zolio Inc. And also RoadPost is the master distributor for North America. We're one of the leading SATCOMs provider, providers in North America. We operate under both the RoadPost brand and the Blue Cosmo brands, and we are a service provider for Iridium, so their full range of satellite telephony devices, some of their data devices, and we're also a distribution partner for Inmarsat. So lots of experience in this space. Can you explain the difference in communication between, one, a satellite phone, Mm -hmm. a satellite communication device? Mm -hmm. and like a personal locator beacon. So a satellite phone really has voice capabilities. So you can make a phone call, unlike with a device like a Zolio or an InReach. So it has voice capabilities. It looks very much like a first-generation cellular phone, quite big and large. It's not great for messaging. It doesn't have a dedicated keyboard or anything, so it's that old method of press the number two twice to get a B <laughs> and so on. <laughs> and it's also relatively expensive. You could be paying, you know, sort of upwards of $700 or $1,000 for the device and, you know, $60 a month before you even make a phone call. We tend to see satellite phones, especially these days, since the messengers have come along, more for kind of government, first responders, utility companies, resource companies, more in in sort of that business um, and government space. Satellite messengers like Zolio or InReach or Spot do not have voice capabilities. So they're just sending, you know, text messages, SOS alerts, requesting a weather forecast. So those sort of data-based capabilities. They're a lot less expensive, both in terms of the device purchase, a few hundred dollars or a couple of hundred dollars, and in terms of the usage. Like with Zolio, you can get 250 messages, or $35 a month, I should say. 
So that's a lot less expensive than using a sat phone. So that's really opened up kind of the, the type of markets we're talking about here today and the types of uses when you're hiking, when you're overlanding, those types of things. The personal messaging devices for SOS, they're two-way. So you're connecting to a privately operated emergency response center who will act as a go-between to the first responders. So PLBs and EPIRBs, those use a satellite system called COSPAS SARSAT, which is government operated. And those are one-way beacons. You see them a lot in aviation and maritime applications. You buy the device. I'm not sure what the price point might be, maybe four or $500, let's say. There is no subscription fee. It has one function. If you have an emergency, you pull the cord, it sends an SOS. But again, there is no two-way communication. So the receiving agencies, which depending what country you're in, will be one of several different governmental authorities. They don't know what type of emergency it is, right? But they will dispatch first responders to wherever you are. Great. That's, so, a, that's a really good overview. Thank you. So whenever I get my Zolio device and I activate it, I probably need to choose a plan. What type of uh, plans do you have available? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I, know <laughs> I do know this stuff. <laughs> Essentially, we have uh, three plans. So there's a basic plan, which I think is $20 a month. That would include 25 messages. And then you pay for any messages over that. SOS alerts are always included. So there's no charge for sending an SOS or, or anything like that. Um, we have our mid-range plan, which is $35 a month. That will include 250 messages. That is plenty for most people. Mm -hmm. And then we have an unlimited plan at $50 a month, which is just what it sounds like. The Location Share Plus that, that Mary was asking about, where you can send periodic tracking reports, that's an add-on for $6 a month. And that gives you unlimited tracking, as well as unlimited check-in messages. How much do people have to commit to their plan? I mean, is it like a year-long sign-up, or can you back down from it or cancel it for the months yeah. that you're not out adventuring? Yeah, good question. We designed it really, obviously, there's a lot of seasonal users, so we designed our plans to accommodate that. So essentially, when you first sign up for Zolio service, you're committing to a three-month minimum term. You can deactivate during that time, but you're going to be charged for the three months. After that, it's month to month and you can deactivate at any time. What a lot of our, our users choose to do is instead of deactivating, they'll suspend their service. If you suspend your service, you retain your phone number, all your message history, and you avoid an activation fee when you bring it um, back to life when your season starts again. It's really a bonus. Could you change your plan in the uh, middle of a month, say step it up to a higher plan? You can um, alternate between basic, unlimited, and the mid plan as much as you like, really and your messages will get prorated for the time that it's on one or the other of those plans. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Some people, you know, some people are like set it and forget it and other people are more actively managing um, their plans depending on what they're doing at the so time. So it sounds like the best use of MyZolio is paired with your app in my phone. Am I able to use my own address book in my phone 
Yes, the Zolio app actually um, connects to your contact um, list in your phone. So when you're in your Zolio app and starting to address a message, all of those um, contacts are available to you and you can address them via their um, mobile number to send a text or their email address, or if they are an app user, the app will automatically um, detect that based on their mobile number and will send an app to app message. So it's super, super convenient. Our motto is no user guide required. We've really put a lot of focus into trying to make this as intuitive as possible. You pick this up and it works um, just like any other messaging app. and and the feedback that we're getting from our users is, is that we've hit that objective. Morris, you've been at this a long time. Um, how do you think satellite communication devices has changed recreation these days? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting question because I think it has changed it in a lot of ways. So number one, I think it has made it safer. Really, there are so many things that can happen when you're out there. As you know, it might be a vehicle breakdown. It might be, you know, something as minor as a sprained ankle or something more serious. But everything is kind of serious when you're remote. So I think it's made it more, it's made it safer. It's given more people the confidence to explore and maybe go further than they otherwise would have. With COVID, we have seen a lot of a lot of people getting into outdoor activities who maybe weren't as comfortable or didn't do it before. So I think it's given many of those people a lot more confidence to get involved. I think it's relieved a lot of stress on relationships where only one party is off adventuring, <laughs> kind of what we were talking about earlier. The person at home is someone we need to think about also. <laughs> Um, so it's changed things in a lot of ways, you know, some people might argue that the whole purpose of these types of activities is getting away from it all so that there might be, you know, kind of how people talk about smartphones, there might be some negative consequences, but you know, in the end, it's up to the user, how they use it and how much they use it and what they're using it for. But honestly, from my perspective, whether it's Zoli or something else really if you're heading out into the back country, you should have something. If somebody wanted to get their hands on a Zolio and put it to use, how could they do that? Well, you can just go to the where to buy page on Zolio.com and you'll see our list of dealers um, and retailers, hopefully one near you. We're in a lot of the Bass Pro and Cabela stores, Sportsman's Warehouse, a lot of the big chains, as well as a lot of online options for purchasing a device. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Morris, for coming on the show. It's been really informative. Thank you, Mary, and thank you, Wade. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. If you're thinking about picking up a Zolio, now's the time. Visit our show notes on the Gaia GPS blog to get a link to the Zolio sale. And don't forget to go to www.gaiagps.com slash podcast to pick up your sweet discount on a Gaia GPS premium membership. Thanks for listening in, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.